Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Conscious Man Podcast. I am your tour guide, Scott Pagliaccio, and this podcast is designed to help you grow, to help you develop, to help you access a higher sense of self-awareness. And in my experience, the doorway to greater self-awareness opens inward, and uh, I was looking in the wrong direction for the larger part of my life. Today, we have a special guest in the building, Uh, He's a friend, a mentor, a spiritual guide, an artist, a father. He's so many things. Uh, And I'd like to welcome him to the podcast. His name is Sebastian. And uh, we're going to dive into a topic around attachment. But I'd like for him to introduce himself first. And uh, so here we are. Hi, I'm Sebastian. He's exaggerating about me, but uh, this is fun. We were talking about attachment, attachment we have in life and how that is affecting us. So let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. And for for the listener who doesn't know you as well as I do, maybe give them a little bit of a a background of, you know, who you are and what you're up to in the world. Uh, Well, I have tried many different spiritual practices, started with yoga, and active meditations, different type. Basically, I'm from India. So uh, in India onwards, before moving to US, like 24 years ago, uh, I was involved in um, meditation practices. Then I gave up for some time, kind of blending into American lifestyle and then again went back to my uh, my tradition and now i am practicing more or less sitting meditations and as well as trying to incorporate that meditative uh, silence into my daily activities that's just a small thing about me plus i'm an artist I'm a, my training is in painting mm. so that i'm trying to incorporate spirituality into my painting so tell me more about that. That's really interesting. You know, we talk about spirituality a lot. And how does one incorporate spirituality into painting? Well, uh, all the creative people, they need certain detachment to, to be creative. Mm. Because if you're lost in the emotional process of life, you cannot sit back or, or stand away and look at life as an observer so the basic requirement even for any any creative like a musician writer poet uh, artist anybody you cannot get lost in the process of life you have to look uh, as an observer Uh, only then you can be creative okay yeah that makes sense so what i hear you saying is like you, you have to be detached from your work is that, no, 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 the emotional drama ah, of, of life. Oh, this is good. This mm-hmm. is bad. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. My work is not worthy. Right, right. So what you're saying is that you're allowing the work to flow through you mm-hmm. in observing mm-hmm. that So you need, a, you need certain detachment. You cannot get lost in the drama. Ah, the drama yeah. is in the mind. Right. Okay. Between people, places, incidents, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, so... When you get attached to something, we identify with it. Ah. So when you identify, you get lost in that and you become so emotional and you get upset and you don't even know you're, you got carried away. Uh, so this attachment that we're talking about 
as far as incorporating spirituality into your creative works of art, mm -hmm. it allows you to just... To balance. Balance, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. yeah, it's all about equanimity, equilibrium, equipose of mind, right? Yeah. Um, if, for example, if a musician is singing, he has to be balanced in his mind. He mm -hmm. cannot be sentimental and crying and singing. <laughs> he cannot do that. Yeah, no, I'm thinking of my own experience. Sometimes I'll right. be listening to a song and it makes me cry. Right. And, uh, you know, that's not very... So it's a delicate balance uh, any creative uh, is doing, you know. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah, I had, I had a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday who was talking about this very thing and he was struggling to be creative in because of what you said he was so attached to the outcome mm -hmm. and the inner dialogue was I'm not worthy I'm not good enough this is awful the line is wrong so he had all of this turmoil in his mind mm -hmm. that had him attached to the outcome of the work whether it be writing or whether it be drawing and it it didn't allow the creativity to flow mm -hmm. through him. This is the more, uh, usually the problematic thing with any creative. Mm. Uh, for example, if you're a writer, you should know the grammar. You should know the language. You right. should know the spelling. So the basic requirement needs some discipline, right? Mm. So if you are getting trained in any skill, you cannot be lost in the emotional drama. You, it needs certain discipline and your own uh, daily life has to be disciplined around certain things. For example, if I am making art, I, I have to do something every day. Otherwise, I, I'll feel guilty. <laughs> yeah, and I've noticed that you've since, yeah. since I've been here, you've yeah. created something every single morning. And one other thing I want to kind of circle back to is the meditation piece because that's how you start your day. Mm -hmm. So you settle your mind, right? your emotions. Mm -hmm. And then the creative force is better able to flow through you. Right. And you're not attached. Right. But don't get me wrong. Uh, creatives are just human, just like any other person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we are not superhuman yeah. or anything. Uh, but because of our discipline, you create certain skill set mm. uh, in our mind to balance our, um, our emotions and drama. And um, when you create something, you have to be um, at that equanimous po uh, position of the mind. Yeah. Uh, without that, you won't create anything. So are you sense. saying that your, your spiritual practice, so what, what does that entail, your spiritual practice, that helps you in creating? Well, it's not different. Um, like when you meditate, for example, you're basically balancing your thoughts and emotions, mm. right? Uh, your thoughts will be little more arranged then the thoughts will become slower mm -hmm. if you're really going deep into meditation you will not have any thoughts at ah. all but you are totally aware it's not like you are unconscious right 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 <laughs> you are totally aware of inside as well as outside mm -hmm. and you're well balanced in your thoughts and emotions so that's that's a very healthy state of mind yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then so the practice of meditation then transfers into the pra your practice of drawing or painting. That is also a form of meditation. So you're right. taking that state right. 
and being extending, able to... extending into that. Okay. It's like musicians, you know, when you sing, suppose you're recording in a studio, when you're singing, you can only think about singing. Mm. Right? You're, not, you're not even thinking, you're singing. Right. <laughs> you're becoming the song. Right. Yeah. You cannot think about selling the CD or uh, how many downloads are going <laughs> to be there. You cannot worry about the result and how is this going to be in the market or anything like that. Yeah. You are the song. <laughs> you are the singer and yeah. the singing. Yeah. Ah. It's a process, right? Yeah. So you become the process. Okay. So do me a favor then. The, I, we have some people out there. Some of the listeners are creative and mm-hmm. I feel like this is very helpful. Can right. you kind of maybe offer a few like action steps or what it is that you practice regularly that they can incorporate very easily into their lives to help them, you know, reach this equanimous state. Because I feel like it's very challenging. We all have these hectic lives and families and this and that, but somehow you've, you've been able to capture something that served you. Right. There are a lot of uh, trick of the trade, so to speak. Um, for example, I, a friend of mine is a writer. What he does is he gets up early in the morning, like three o'clock in the morning. Mm. He goes to bed early. Mm. Then he gets up like three, three thirty, start writing without thinking. Ah. <laughs> His mind is so fresh, so he can start writing. He will write like three hours, four hours straight. Wow. Then by seven o'clock, by the time the world is waking up, he has already done most of his work. So he feels good about that, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's the simple thing. Uh, similarly, if you go against against the social uh, social fabric, yeah, time wise, you can beat the traffic. You can you can uh, you can do your own thing in a, such a way that every day you are creating something. So the energy is greater earlier in the morning. Earlier accessing in the, yeah. that that stage. That's one trick. I mean, it may not work for many people. Some people like to stay late into the night mm. like and sleep one o'clock okay. it may work for them yeah. but it depends on each person right yeah so is there something to when everybody's up like is there less energy or uh, it's like uh, your mind gets scattered easily you uh-huh. get distracted with people action traffic. traffic you know so like the buzz of the day <laughs> yeah yeah so getting up early yeah in fresh mm-hmm. And you can execute, yeah, in a, with a with mm-hmm. a still mind mm-hmm. before anybody gets up, and you're you're yeah. just lost in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Like musicians yeah. in India, they get up really early, and then they start practicing. Mm. The, you know, singing to themselves. Yeah, this like daily practice like that. So early in the morning, like two hours practice. Oh. That'll make them masters after two or three years. <laughs> yeah. Every day, right? Every yeah. If you yeah, if you practice every day, mm-hmm. over and over and over. Yeah. And that's that's like anything. I think sometimes uh, we get lost in the idea of of thinking we want it instantaneously. But mm-hmm. you've been how long have you been practicing, and how long have you been uh, creating art? Oh, from my childhood onwards, my <laughs> school days, I was. Drawing and to impress people. <laughs> to get the girls? Yeah. Like a, yeah, like a, like a, like a musician would right, get into a band. Right, and I gotcha. Yeah, that's in the, you know, that's in our instinctual thing, right? Yeah. So, uh, another thing I noticed is that um, eating, eating less helps sometimes because you feel light. Mm. 
That's a simple thing. It works with any, anybody. Yeah, no, yeah. intermittent fasting has become really popular in the yeah. States, and yeah. I find it to be, that, that that's my experience as well. So, right. like, you're not bogged down right. with all of this, right. like, heavy food, and mm -hmm. uh, it allows the energy to flow through you mm -hmm. a little bit yeah. uh, more yeah. effortlessly. I don't know if that's the word. That is true. That is true. I think that's with any field you're working. I mean, um, if you're too full, then you're lethargic. Right. Mm, yeah, your energy, all the your energy go into energy goes into the digestive process. <laughs> right. So your your all your energy is being utilized right. to d digest the food right. rather than it it doesn't allow you to think as clearly right. because there's a lot of mm -hmm. stuff going on inside the body. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So meditation is one one avenue or one trick or one practice that someone out there listening could implement into their daily life practice. Yeah, meditation is a generic term, um, you know, sitting on a cushion. Right. Typically, people, when, you, when they think about meditation, it's, you know, you have to sit in cross-legged cross position and sitting in the... That. But that's not the only thing. Uh, yeah. That kind of a balance, if you can extend into the uh, rest of the day, whatever you are doing, yeah. that's, I think... That's more useful in 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 a in a sense. Would you say that just taking a few breaths, like just to relax, a few breaths, that would that that would be considered meditation? Because yeah. I, like you said, like people think you're sitting in this full lotus or you're a monk in a cave and you have to sit for hours. <laughs> right. But literally taking a few deep breaths and connecting back to your body. Yeah, there is this technique called ten second meditation. Okay, how does that work? Okay. For example, you are getting your car. Mm. Before you start the car, you just sit there for 10 seconds or 15 seconds. Mm. You know. Yeah. Then your mind is settled and then you start driving. It may, it may make a difference if it becomes a practice. Yeah. Or you are in an elevator. So just go inside for 10 seconds. Mm. Right? Oh, yeah, no. And, and how does that relate going, kind of circling back to attachment? How does meditation, meditation, the practice of meditation, help you to be detached from certain things that may upset us or yeah. have our mind carried away? Well, attachment, what does it mean? Attachment has um, some kind of a negative connotation. Sure. Most of the time. Yeah, because, because it, there's like suffering involved when yeah, you're attached to something. If you yeah. can't let it go, mm -hmm. you're going to end up suffering. Right. right. So uh, if you're attached to something too much, what happens is you know that you have to let it go because everything is temporary. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, so, I, you and I know that, but right. you know, some people may not have right. that realization. Like, So when you get attached, you get lost in that. Yeah. Then obviously you have to say goodbye to that, then you become sad. Mm. So you already know that before you get attached too much, it's a, it's a good idea to keep a balance in your mind, thinking that, yeah, this is nice, but I, I got to be a little careful not to get lost in this. Right, right. Thinking so that it's going to be forever. Yeah. People, nothing, like you said, nothing is forever. No. And I, I feel like there's a mantra that I use in my when things are good, mm -hmm. I remember this too shall pass. Like I'm not too attached to this, you know, <laughs> trying to cling to feeling right. good right. because I know that this is nice right now uh -huh. and it's going to change shortly. And 
I'll probably encounter some difficulties or some sadness, but then that too shall pass. And it's all arising and it's all disappearing and it's coming and going. Yeah, uh, well, um, this is most of the time easier said than done. Of course. Uh, in the sense that we want to enjoy life, right? Yeah. So we sometimes we get lost and it's hum it's very human. Yeah. It's nothing uh, nothing unusual. Yeah. But we learn from these kind of things. When you get lost too much into anything, later on we understand that oh, oh that's why I am sad now. <laughs> mm, because <laughs> right? I'm too because I don't want to let go of this right. thing and it's 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 going away or right. it's gone. And, right. Yeah. You know, we can get attached to people, we can get attached to places, we can get attached to incidents or hap happened in our life, good and bad. Of course. And then you can get attached to ideas. Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. You, you can get attached to views. Like my view is right, mm -hmm. this other person's view is wrong. Right. And that's going to create suffering right. because I'm going to argue. Yeah. In, in Buddha's teaching, uh, Buddha says that uh, the most difficult thing to be detached is our strong sense of self. Let's go into that. Yeah, tell, right. tell us more about That's the sense more, of self. It's a little more deep, deeper, a bit complex, but in simple terms, what are you most attached to? If I ask you, what's mm. your answer? Uh, in my life right now, mm -hmm. I would probably say my children, for sure. How about yourself? Your body? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's a big thing to me. Like, because I work out a lot and I want to mm -hmm. maintain this level of fitness and this, I want my body to stay young or mm -hmm. lo young looking. But when you get sick, what do you feel in that sense? Uh, I, I, I feel uh, probably some sadness. Yeah, <laughs> after, after taking care of this much and after doing all this, I'm still sick, right? Right, right. So... That tells something. <laughs> yeah, I'm attached. I'm clinging to this body as if right. it's going to last forever. Right. And... Second thing, your mind. Mm. Right? Yeah. You like to remember everything. You don't like to forget stuff. And your mind has to be sharp all the time. Mm. Uh, so you're attached to that. Of course. Yeah, healthy mind. Oh, I need a sharp mind. Yeah. So when, when I lose my keys and I'm like, then I start to, my mind starts to go like, am I getting Alzheimer's? Because right. I am getting older. Right. And I'm thinking, wow, maybe I am. Because that didn't used to happen before. Right. So we create stories around that. Um, it may not be true. It's just uh, forgetfulness happens to everybody. Sure. It's quite normal. It's not a disease <laughs> or anything. But we exaggerate that because then you, you suffer extra. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When, that, when you add the piece in right. that I'm getting Alzheimer's right. or dementia, right. so then the story creates an yeah. emotion and I'm feeling as if that's, a, that's true. That's not real. Actually. Right. It's a story that I'm making up yeah. in my mind. So you suffer extra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because extra. that attachment to mind, right? Yeah. And you're not letting it go. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. Another thing is we have created a sense of self from our childhood onwards. Sure. Oh, I am this. I am that. Uh, you know, I'm an artist. Or I'm I'm a good good teacher. I mean, I'm a musician, or you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're Scott. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm Scott. The the body and the name my parents gave me. Yeah. And so I that, am attached to that. That's the deeper sense of self you're attached to. Yeah. So what happens when you become unconscious? Ooh. 
right? You behave in some, I behave in some pretty unruly ways at times. Or, or even practice. simple terms, when, what happens when you go into deep sleep? What happened to that sense of self? What self? See? Yeah, exactly. So, right. Where is, is there? <laughs> yeah. So your attachment to sense of self also is kind of uh, meaningless. <laughs> yeah. In a way. Yeah. Right. Ultimately, what happens to when we die? The body goes away, but, but the awareness or the consciousness. No, no, or... no, no. Come back to that sense of self. Oh, yeah. See, at that so is that what that's what we're clinging to so mm-hmm. desperately Ultimate. at the time of death? Is See. this sense of self mm-hmm. as if it's going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are so attached to that, uh, and we don't want to die, right? Obviously, right. so because <laughs> we don't know what's happening, we don't. It's the unknown on the other side. Well, yeah, um, or are, just because we don't want to die. We, we don't want to die. I mean, we love a lot of things in, in life. Yeah, and so we are attached to all that. So by and by. From our experience, we realize that the deeper you are attached to all these things, the more you suffer. Yeah. So, so what then is the practice of letting go throughout your lifetime? Like, what do we do to practice knowing that we are going to die, that none of this is going to last forever? How do we, how do we come, how do you, let's say, practice coming to terms with all of this and letting it go well it's i mean i'm not a perfect um person i'm not enlightened or anything (laughs) but uh simple terms i can tell you the moment you start observing Mm. your the faculty of observation in your mind like your mind develops a stronger observer so to speak Mm -hmm. so your mind is not completely lost in the ups and downs of life. So you establish a strong observer through different type of meditations and practices and mindfulness and all these. Okay. You, you create a stronger observer so that even if you're completely immersed in life, the drama of life, some part of your mind is always staying as a strong observer. Okay. So that is your savior, savior in the, in the sense that... So you're one step removed mm-hmm. from the experience yeah. and you're observing it. Yes. So mindfulness is a practice, you said? Mm-hmm. And that, I'll put a link in the show notes for the listeners that, you know, that are interested in practicing these things because I feel like, you know, who doesn't get caught up in the drama? Everybody but, does. Everybody yeah. does. That's, that's a human nature. But unless and until you practice regularly, your observer part is not strong enough. Mm. You know, if you take your 100% of your mind is lost in the drama, mm-hmm. it's very easy to suffer later on. Because you're constantly reacting mm-hmm. to light, what's outside of you, right. rather than just observing it right. and not being sucked into it. Completely. Mm. So, if, for example, if... of your mind is functioning as an observer. Rest of the 70% can be lost in the drama. Yeah, that's a lot of drama. Right. Yeah. But by and by, you increase the power of observer and bring it to the 50%. Ah. Then the 50% will be lost in the drama. The rest of the 50% is staying strong. Yes. So you strike a balance there. 
So it's like going to the gym. The, the way to practice non-attachment is is the same way you would go to the gym and develop muscles. You have yeah. to practice, and mm -hmm. over time, right, you will develop this awareness or this mm -hmm. observer right. inside of you, right. you know, and you'll decrease your suffering. Mm -hmm. So you have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. So meditation for you is one thing. Drawing, creating, right. painting is another form. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that'll be really helpful for the listeners to have like a practical, you know, tool so they can begin this practice of mindfulness in, in creating less suffering in the world. Because when, when I start to practice mindfulness, you practice mindfulness, there's less suffering in the entire world. You know? Right. That's the ultimate thing. It's a tall order, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, but like Martin Luther King or Gandhi, you know, right. <laughs> be the change, right? Right. It, yeah. Certain things are very important in the sense that uh, many people don't like to have any kind of daily practice. Mm. They get bored. Yeah. We want to stay in the mundane routine. Right. But that's partly, that is, creating a lot of suffering because we're not doing we want to change mm -hmm. we want to do something differently but we're stuck in this pattern or this cycle of doing things exactly the same yeah and adding another practice into our day mm -hmm. even though it would help us is very maybe scary or like you don't <laughs> want to add that into your day but it's yeah. going to help you i think attachment is some kind of an addiction mm. you, you get addicted to entertainment for example or you get addicted to anything alcohol or drugs or anything so that's all deeper attachment very strong attachment yeah right yeah i'm curious to know your take on like so the body is this intelligent uh piece of equipment mm -hmm. and our feelings and emotions are an intelligence getting trying to get us to pay attention but instead of paying attention and observing we're distracting like you're saying with drugs alcohol pornography entertainment mm -hmm. so rather than feeling what the body is telling us in listening and perhaps, uh, I don't know what the word is, maybe uh, when listening to the body, mm -hmm. it's telling you maybe the direction you should go or? Well, um, it depends. If you're totally addicted to something, mm -hmm. you're completely lost in that. Right. For example, a person binge watching Netflix for six hours or eight hours. Yeah. So what happens? Body was warning earlier, but you're not even listening to the body. Right. You're just <laughs> yeah. consuming this. You're, right. you're, you're avoiding feeling right. the body. So it's very easy to be like that. Mm. I mean, it takes only some weeks to become like that. Yeah. So uh, to counteract, you have to consciously intervene. Mm. You know, uh, that kind of um, dynamically you have to cut through in the beginning it's really hard yeah yeah you're going to feel some you're mm -hmm. going to feel some pain in your body yeah, and some, in your mind mm -hmm. trying to break the pattern mm -hmm. there'll be a withdrawal symptom <laughs> yeah no I, i've experienced that you right know, not only with drugs and alcohol but you know entertainment yeah. or pornography or yeah. whatever i mean I, I don't think anybody's impervious to these things no i mean if you can balance most people cannot yeah. uh, you know for example you're watching a movie one hour it's fine Sure. But when you watch five movies together, <laughs> right, and you're avoiding like going to right. work or exercise right. or brushing your teeth right. or whatever it is, you're not taking care of yourself, yeah. and you're just laying there. You are saying about going to gym every day. So yeah. one fine morning you get up and you don't, you feel so lazy and you don't want to go to gym. Yeah. But still, somehow you push yourself 
and next thing you know you are in the gym how does that happen over time it you build it it takes you know it it takes time and it takes uh getting some traction so it that's how it builds yeah how do you one... push that threshold of laziness mm, it's a challenge it, it's it's this a constant back and forth because there's moments when i i can push myself to do it and then right. there's moments when i lay and watch netflix for six hours you know <laughs> it's it's like an ebb and flow it's not this uh it's not linear where mm. i'm i'm a hundred percent on mm. but then i have this i feel like i have this recall in the back of my mind and it's saying you should be going to the gym now you've been watching netflix for a week or whatever it is so there's this pull right. you know after having after having it been a habit for the last 20 plus years there's the pull is very strong for me uh-huh. and it you know i somehow get out of that rut but i get in ruts for sure so um then you feel good about yourself yeah on the other hand if you're binge watching netflix like eight hours after that you feel like really bad i do yeah you know you your self-respect goes all the way down oh <laughs> yeah then that like then the mind starts to go you're making up stories about yourself mm-hmm. i'm a terrible person right i'm not a good father right. i'm a piece of shit you know <laughs> i'm the world is going to hell in a handbasket i'm you know I, everything's i and then my nutrition will typically go oh. you know like if i'm not in the routine of doing the things of taking care of myself and i'm doing the opposite well then you know it's it's very natural to just let go of everything i think in in generally in life um the order of life right mm. the the law of life demands some kind of dynamic self generated um action from us mm. instead of getting into some kind of um monotonous repetitive attached way of living i agree you know if you look at nature um it's all vibrant yeah yeah i think no no animal can sit through 8 hours of netflix no no i i agree with you i feel like as a human being we need to be involved in some sort of growth and development work what right. in in all areas like spiritually yeah. you know psychologically emotionally you know doing some sort of work going to workshops going mm-hmm. to seminars go to going to meditation retreats doing vipassana uh you know exercising and and pushing yourself like not right. just doing just enough to get by like you said it's this dynamic mm-hmm. you know very active uh constantly growing and changing i feel like for me has been really important because i remember for the longest time i was just static and i was miserable and i started to consume a lot of drugs a lot of alcohol mm-hmm. and i was numb and i was on my way to right checking out like it was close man like really and then all of a sudden i was like no i want to live and i realized you got to put in work and grow so i think this detachment is not a bad word no. uh, there is something about that you know i think it's the word non addiction non addiction is a better word i think okay You know, why, why do you think that? Why why because, do you prefer that word? Because detachment has a connotation of indifference. Mm. You know, I don't want to be engaged. Oh, I got. I can I cannot be bothered. Right. I got you. <laughs> uh, and I I don't want to connect with you. Mm. And 
Oh, it's kind of like, I'm better yeah. than you. I can't, like you're a peasant. I'm I don't want to deal with you right no, now. No, I'm detached. Uh-huh. You know, um, any, let anything happen. I'm not part of it. Oh, uh, okay. You're like an outsider. It's like renunciation. The word renunciation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has a negative connotation in the sense that, oh, I don't want to take part in life. I was thinking the same thing. You're, it, it, so non-attachment and renunciation would kind of has a connotation of you're not engaging in yeah, life. Indif- you're just, indifference. Yes, that no, makes a lot of sense. I don't want to help anybody. Yeah. Um, you know, basically I'm telling that I'm a selfish person yeah. <laughs> or something. Uh, but that detachment, indifference, renunciation, all these words are, I don't think they are not... Uh, good translations from Sanskrit or um, Pali language, you know, mm. it's, a, it's like detachment is, let's say, non-addiction. Non-addiction means I am in the process of life. Yes. I'm not too worried about the result. You know, Say that again. That was really, that. I like that. Say it one more time. So when you're non-addicted to anything, you're ready to try anything. Your mind is completely open. Yeah. And I'm not addicted to anything, which means um, I am fresh in my mind. I, yeah. My mind is like a... So my mind is like uh, like Suzuki Roshi said, you know, beginner's mind. Beginner's mind, yeah. So, Fresh. Right. Yeah. So if a person is completely free, has a fresh mind, um, it's a non-attached mind. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But you are still engaged. You are open with a fresh mind. I think that's a major, major point in this discussion that you cannot be worrying too much about the result. If you're anxious about the result, it's going to affect your mental status mm-hmm. when, when you're in the process of yeah. anything. Of course, yeah. So uh, we have to be completely involved in a process what we are doing. That's called mindfulness, mm. right? If yeah. you're walking, you're walking. If you're if you're talking, you are talking. Right, and you're fully immersed, fully, completely involved in that. You're putting hundred percent of your your effort in an activity. Then that activity has to be brilliant, excellent. Of course, yeah. Right? No, that that makes a lot of sense. And I'm just noticing the time, and as we wind down, so what is your practice for mindfulness? Like, uh, how do you? bring yourself present into everything that you're doing. Yeah, this is a challenge for especially this generation. I have noticed that everybody is 
plugged in mm-hmm. their earphones headphones yeah. yeah and at the same time they are doing two or three or dif- three or three other different things right, right. Yeah. so this is kind of against our brain system <laughs> mm. yeah no yeah if i am painting or if i am singing for example yeah sing or writing i cannot listen to anything <laughs> I, i i have to be completely completely in that process yeah unless i do that i cannot sing properly right right yeah so when we're with our children or right. we're walking down the street or washing the dishes mm-hmm. realizing the magnificence of that moment yeah. because that's the only moment that we have or mm-hmm. are promised mm-hmm. because we talked about this the other day how fragile life is if you don't take your next in breath <laughs> it's a wrap so rather than being lost in some you know expectation or clinging to something in the future right. you narrow it down and come back to the present moment and, and it it doesn't matter what task is at hand whether it be washing the dishes or picking up something off the floor being present fully right. in the experience this is the most challenging thing especially these times sure yeah we think that we have to make use of our time maximum yeah productive right mm. so we try to multitask mm. everything when you drive you shave <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah right? yeah <laughs> or or do something uh, at least two or three things at a time right so what happens is um you're splitting your mind into two or three things yeah. and all the three things are not going to be perfect there's going to be suffering right be- one right. of the things is going to be suffering yeah. there is going to be not not that great not that great so yeah. either you have to come back and fix it or you just let it go and that's like a, i'd become say a mediocre process mediocre yeah. product yeah so if you want to be a great painter right. you're not going to be painting and shaving at the same no. time <laughs> or like sweeping the floor and painting you're right. going to focus all of your attention but, all but of your energy but this is very difficult these days you know yeah. uh, we we want to we want to grab everything in life right sure so we want to make use of our time maximum mm. we have only 24 hours a day <laughs> right and then you can be only awake for 16 or 17 hours rest of the time you have to sleep yeah so you you think that you're wasting your life um you cannot you're not consuming the maximum right <laughs> and uh, this is a kind of approach makes you really restless and finally you become so anxious and you know tense and everything yeah and, and you're not enjoying your life at all that's it the feels thing. like you would that's you the thing be. yeah i have noticed people listening to music and driving at the same time doing something else mm, three different <laughs> eating, things eating or something right you know having your breakfast and driving and then listening to music and at the same time maybe talking to somebody oh. on the phone yeah but I think we all do that time to time. Of course. Yeah, I mean I'm not saying none of us is perfect, but if you can stick on to this idea if you're if you're doing something important at least. Yeah. Just do that. Yeah, I I I agree with you and I'd <laughs> like to add to that one of the one of the things that I found to be most valuable for me in being mindful or being present was when i'm with another human being like uh-huh. listening very this, deeply this is the most Im- difficult thing yeah most people don't even listen 
well, you know what? No one taught, what I realized is no one taught us that. So I sought out a mentor who that was his primary, one of his primary tools was how to listen deeply to another human being, to be fully present when you're with them. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed in my experience is when that occurs, like other people start to come around and they're like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Because they can feel this energy, this presence and they're drawn to it. And, uh, I found that to be like a superpower, like right. especially with my children, because I thought I was a good listener and I had no idea. I was a good talker. I like to listen to myself, you know, and then I learned, right. you know, let other people. I think this can be someone, uh, another day you can, we can continue about active listening. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great tool. I agree. You know, yeah. there is also, you can connect this with detachment Yeah, because we have to detach from our own uh, ego trip to listen to other person. Right. Rather than it being two, uh, yeah. two dialogues, mm -hmm. like you tell me a story about how you caught a fish and then instead of me listening, oh, you caught a fish and you went on this beautiful trip. I'm then, before you even get the words out of your mouth, telling you the story that I had yeah. with the fish that I caught that was bigger than mm -hmm. yours. We become impatient and intolerant yeah, yeah. to other person. So I think we can wind down. Uh, yeah. They, yeah. Concluding, uh, this is the thing I, I think the most important point in this idea of non-addiction or idea of detachment, mm -hmm. so to speak, is that if we can just forget about the result, be, be with the process, mm -hmm. whatever we are doing, and you know, that way we are, we are creating a strong observer in our mind. Mm. So, which needs a lot of detachment, so to speak. Yeah. We cannot get lost in the drama. I love that, man. Our, well, let's, that was, a br that was brilliant. Yeah. So, be Don't detached worry. from the outcome. Yeah. Be immersed in the process. Right. And that will create detachment uh -huh. from and, the outcome. And our, our observer will become stronger and stronger. And I think that's very important. All right, Sebastian, thank you for joining us on The Conscious was, Man. Yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah, it was great. I never thought that we'll talk all this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, do us a favor. If you enjoy the podcast, go over to iTunes, write us a review and rate us. And uh, do us a favor too. If you enjoyed this, if you got some benefit from our conversation, please share it. Pay it forward. That's uh, what we're all about here. We are here to help elevate the collective consciousness of the entire universe and we need your help. So pay it forward. All right, everyone. Peace. Thank you.